Everybody will need a Bible this morning. We're going to get into the Word this morning. I was reading the other day and was reminded of a game that I used to play with the kids. All of us really played this game with, with children before. Most all of us have. Uh, it's a simple game. It's, it's where, you, where you hold something in your hand, you know. You hold something in your hand, you hold it real tight. Well, not too tight. Not too tight that they, that they can't. They can't pry your fingers open, you know, and the little kids, they'll sit in your lap, and they'll, they'll pry your fingers open, and the, you know, the, the unwritten rules of the game say that, that, uh, you know, once your finger's pried open, you can't put it back, you know, so, so they, you know, they'll sit in your lap, and they'll, they'll pry that finger open, and they'll pry that other open, oh, they strain, you know, and, 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 and finally they get it, and they, they get their, their goodie, and, and, you know, after a while, they don't want to play that game anymore, they push their, put your hand away, you know, the writer was saying, and I agree, a lot of times we treat God and we treat prayer the same way. As some goodie that we want to get out of God's hand. And we pry it open and we pray, oh God, help me on this test. Oh God, I, I'm going into surgery. Or, or oh God, my loved one's in the hospital. Or oh God, my marriage. Or oh God, you know, and when, when the prayer's answered, we push the hand away. Game's over. Our life is not a game, though, is it? Our life is not a game. Are, are all your prayers answered? Does God answer all of your prayers? When we grow up, we understand that life is not a game. I mean, you do pray, right? You do pray not just for something that you need, don't you? Not expecting to get something. You do pray to God, right? Jesus, Jesus, He, he taught us to pray. Jesus taught us to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15, we have Jesus teaching prayer. We have the form with which to to pour our own needs into. And Jesus implores us in in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, to, to ask, to seek, to knock. God is good, Jesus is saying. God is good and and wants the best for us. So as the Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, we should pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. All Christians are God's children. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. But a confusing aspect is that the father of a practicing sinner is the devil. John chapter 8, verse 44. And we're all sinners. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. We've all sinned. So how is it God will hear our prayers, much less answer our prayers, being the sinners that we are? All prayers are not entertained by God. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, 
shall enter the kingdom of heaven. No, not all our prayers are even, even answered, especially unasked prayers. James chapter 4 verse 3, you do not have because you do not ask. Are all of your prayers answered? Let's examine. Let's examine the ways to make sure that our prayers are answered today. First, as we've already mentioned, Jesus taught us to pray. And we need to. We must pray. Unasked for prayer will not be answered. Expecting an asked, unasked prayer to be answered is a little, little, little narcissistic on our part, isn't it? We were taught better, we say. We were taught better by the Lord. He taught us how to pray. And we are given example after example in the New Testament of the, of the benefits in prayer, of the power of prayer, of, of God's faithfulness when we pray. But many times we only pray when we need something. Or we don't pray because we don't have enough faith. Or we don't think God really cares. You know, we read a true verse. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. We we read a true verse. This is a true verse. We read a true verse like Matthew chapter 6 verse 8. But we take it out of context. And many times we don't pray. Jesus is teaching how to pray. Understand that, okay? Jesus is teaching how to pray here. And he says in verse 7, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Verse 8, Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. I know some who don't pray because they read this verse and they say, well, there's no point. God already knows what I need. Wait a minute. God is teaching you to pray. The context here is vain repetition. Don't pray like like the Gentiles with vain repetition over and over and over again. Jesus is telling us to pray. How how can some come away in this passage with don't pray? Because God already knows what I need. It was a sense for me to pray. God already knows what I need. John Fisher, a writer, I agreed with him this week. I read him who said he had a bad habit. I have the same one. I have the same bad habit. You know, the kids will tell me something they just learned. And I'll truthfully say, well, I already knew that. I already knew that. And then terribly, I'll one-up them. I think that comes with age, you know what I mean? I think that, you know, this generation one-ups the younger generation, don't don't we? Don't we do that? You know, if if they have to walk to school two miles, we had to walk to school five in the snow both ways, you know, uphill both ways, isn't that the way it goes? Fisher says his wife, and my wife Dana's like this too. He said, when she hears something new, her mouth drops open. Her eyes get wide. Like she's never heard such before. When the kids tell her something new, new, you know, 
And it's not an act. It's not an act. She may have experienced what they're telling her before, but they've never, she's never experienced it through their eyes. They've never, she's never experienced it like they are experiencing it. It's the same of God. He knows everything. Yes, He knows what you need. But we are all unique. And he's eager to hear you say it. He wants to hear you. He loves you. To have our prayers answered, we must pray. And we must pray in faith. Jesus told the disciples in Matthew 21 verse 22, Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Jesus expands on what his brother, I mean, excuse me, James expands on what his brother Jesus said in James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. He says that we, we must ask in faith without doubting. Ann Dillard, a writer in her book, Total Eclipse, she writes this. What this is is the ring nebula. It's way out in space. She says, the ring nebula in the constellation Lyra looks through binoculars like a smoke ring. It is a star in the process of exploding. Light from its explosion first reached the earth in 1054. That's when this star started exploding. In 1054 AD. What's 2011 now? This is a recent picture. It was a supernova then and so bright it shone in the daytime like the sun. Now it's not so bright, but it's still exploding. It expands at the rate of 70 million miles a day. It's interesting to look through binoculars at something expanding 70 million miles a day, she writes. It does not budge. Its apparent size does not increase. Photographs of the ring nebula taken 15 years ago seem identical to photographs taken of it yesterday. Prayer in our life is a lot like that. We pray and we we ask and we don't see it immediately. And so, well, God didn't answer my prayers. He didn't care about me and we get frustrated and we quit. But if we could look at it through God's perspective, if we could look at it through God's eyes, the details would overwhelm us. We must ask in faith that our prayer will be answered. Positively, negatively, but it will be answered. In God's time. We must pray. We must pray in faith And to make sure our prayers are answered, we must pray in Jesus' name. Jesus himself sets the standard when he tells the disciples. In John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, he says, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of God. Of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. 
It is only fitting to ask in the name of Jesus. He being the author and finisher of our faith, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, and the one mediator between God and man, 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5. We must pray in faith, in Jesus' name. And to make sure our prayers are answered, we must live a righteous life. We must be righteous. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, he says. His ears are open to their prayers, but his face is against those who do evil. To make sure we are righteous, the first step is to make sure we are in Christ Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. The righteous, those who are right with God, practice righteousness. 1 John chapter 7, excuse me, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 7. And it's God who declares what's right. God told Isaiah in Isaiah 45 verse 19, He said, I the Lord speak righteousness. I declare the things that are right. The righteous God keeps because the righteous keep God's commandments. And all of God's commands are right. David said in Psalm 119 verse 72 that what came out of God's mouth was better to him than thousands of coins of gold and silver. But many Christians get frustrated here. And they say, how can I ever be good enough? How can I ever be good enough? How can I ever be righteous enough for, for the true and wonderful and righteous God to hear my prayer? The Christian, we forget that we serve a faithful God, a loving God. God wants all to be saved. He will forgive, First John Chapter 1, verse 9, He will forgive if we confess. If we pray to Him and we confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just, John writes, to forgive us our sins. And then we're right. Then we're right. Then we can be heard by Him. Then we can boldly come to the throne of grace. The Hebrew writer writes. But we must keep God's commands And pray according to the will of God. We must pray according to God's will and we can have confidence that we ask, that if we ask according to His will, it will happen. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14. Praying according to God's will is the example that Jesus gave us. In the garden in Matthew chapter 26, He prayed, Not my will but yours be done. That's our example. That's that's what our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave us. To follow, we must pray in Jesus' name. We must pray in faith. We must pray in Christ. We must pray according to the will of God. And to make sure our prayers are heard, we need to be at peace with others. Let me let that sink in just a minute. 
Let me let that sink in. If you want to make sure your prayers are heard, you've got to be at peace with others. When Jesus taught prayer in Mark's Gospel, Mark chapter 11, the principle is very simple. Mark chapter 11, verse 25, Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Anyone would include, well, anyone. It would include your brother, Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. Those who hurt you, Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. We must forgive, Matthew chapter 18, verse 35, the repentant brother, Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. If your brother sins against you, it says in Luke, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. For our prayers to be answered, we must be willing to forgive all day long if need be. We've got to be at peace with each other. And when we pray, we should work to bring to pass what we ask for. James chapter 4 verses 3 and 4, we read we, we, we don't have because we don't ask. And we don't ask and don't receive because we ask amiss. We ask wrongly. God's will is something we are to be about doing. Not just talking about. Not just asking for. We're to be about doing God's will. Our faith without works, James says in James chapter 2, verse 17, our faith without works is dead. We've got to pray in faith. We've got to work it out in faith too, though. We can't just ask God and then sit down. When we pray, we must pray. We must pray in faith. We must pray in the name of Jesus. We must pray in Christ according to God's will. We must be at peace with others. And we must work toward the answer. And we also should pray for all. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, for kings and for those in authority, for our countrymen, Romans chapter 9, verse 2. But here's someone we need to pray for that we might not think about. We need to pray for the ignorant. Now, I don't mean that in a mean way. You understand how I mean the word ignorant. There are many of those who live in our community who don't know anything about the Bible, They don't know anything about the Scriptures. They don't know anything about God. They don't know anything about Jesus. They don't know anything about the plan of salvation. I'm not saying it in a mean way. They are ignorant of God's Word. They just don't know. How sad. How sad not to know the joys of being a Christian. The blessings of being in Christ. We need to pray for the ignorant. We have example to do so. Paul's heart's desire in Romans chapter 10 verse 1, his heart's desire in his prayer was for the ignorant of Israel to submit to the righteousness of God, he says. 
As Brother Parker mentioned this morning in our class, they had a zeal, but not a zeal according to knowledge. They were ignorant of the ways of Jesus Christ. And Paul prayed for them. Jesus prayed for the ignorant. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. So did Stephen. Acts chapter 7, verse 60. As they were dying, Jesus on the cross, Stephen from stoning, they asked God to forgive the ignorant. They asked God to forgive those who were killing them. To forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. And the ignorant of the gospel in our century are marching toward destruction without knowing the love of God, without knowing the love of His family. God wants everyone to be saved. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, We are all sinners, but God will listen if we pray. If we pray in faith, in the name of His Son, if we are living right and praying according to His will, and we live according to His will and are at peace with God, at peace with our fellow man, praying for all people and working towards seeing our prayers answered. We are all sinners, but God will listen if we do His will. John chapter 9, verse 31. Now we know what God now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. It's God's will for you to believe. And to be baptized, Mark 16, verse 16. It's God's will for you to repent and be baptized, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. God's power is in the gospel, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. The gospel is the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. The death, the burial, the resurrection. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ to obey the gospel. Romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 4 means to die to self, to be buried in baptism, to be raised to walk in newness of life. In Luke 23 verse 34, if you will please turn there. Jesus prayed on the cross. As we've said, Luke 23 Verse 34, Jesus prayed on the cross as we've said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. His prayer was not answered. Immediately. But Peter, in Acts chapter 2, preached the gospel to those who were a part of Jesus' crucifixion. Turn over there, Acts chapter 2, verse 23. Peter said, verse 23, You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death Jesus. But God, verse 24, raised him from the dead. And when they understood this, when they understood that they were not right with God, they asked Peter, what do we do? And in the words of Peter, we find the answer to Jesus' prayer. Here's the answer. To Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Here's the answer. 
Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to you today. All of you today. You're being called by the Lord, by the gospel. I've been praying for you. I've been praying fervently for you. So have many others in this congregation. This is no game. This is no game. Don't don't push the hand away. Come right now. As together we stand and sing.